Hi, it's Matt Donnelly, senior film writer at Variety, stepping in for this week's Strictly Business podcast. Today, we have a keynote conversation from last month's Variety Entertainment Marketing Summit here in Los Angeles, and it's a really interesting look at the brand power of actress and producer Gabrielle Union, specifically her ambassadorship with apparel company, New York and Company. Enjoy my chat with Gabrielle. Welcome. Thank you so much. Um, and you have like nothing going on, right? Really slow, easy time. I've got 52 jobs. Um, <laughs> but no, always time for, always time for a variety in you. And, Thank you so much. And, uh, people who are trapped here having to to me. <laughs> always time for that. Yes. Um, well, we want to get into everything you have going on, including this incredible partnership with New York and Company, your own production company that just started that you're like, selling like hotcakes and, uh, so much going on. But I wanted to start by, you said something so interesting. Um, that when this opportunity came to you, specifically with New York and Company, you were—you said you were at a point in your life where you didn't think this would ever really happen in terms of your market viability, your power, and your and your influence on the partnership. Can you just talk about that and, and why you thought that was? Well, basically, they tell you that after 26, honey, hang it up. You know, get prepared to play like, you know, long suffering, you know, mothers who set up jokes and you don't get to, you know, you don't get to be a star. You're past the ingenue stage. Um, your best days are behind you as brand ambassadors. Um, unless, you know, you, you can sell, you know, bleach or whatever, cleaning products. Um, but you're, you're not, you're, they don't ever position it as being in a position of power. Right. So here I am at this time, I think I was 43, 44. Um, and Greg, the, the the CEO of New York and Company, you know, came to me and was like, "We are looking for a new brand ambassador. We would love to create a Gabrielle Union line, and we want you to be the face of Seventh Avenue." Wow. And I was sort of in disbelief because I was like, "Wait, I'm, you, you know, I'm I'm a little I, I wasn't bring it on, but I'm <laughs> I'm a grown ass woman. Are you sure? Like, we're not we're not supposed to be getting these offers. I'm not supposed to be having this." career resurgence. I'm not supposed to, my value isn't supposed to be this high. So I had to kind of reimagine my own self-worth. Um, so I could step into this partnership, um, full voice, uh, in my full power and create the, the brand partnership of my dreams. Amazing. And at that point, I think you were like, you, you had the, this incredible sort of niche success and being Mary Jane was this like discovery for so many people. And you were in the middle of that, like gabrissons, <laughs> we should say. Um, what was important to you and what values? Because I think you're someone's highly representative of, of intersectional identities, right? What was important for you in that partnership that you had to, to, had to either like make sure was being achieved or, or was sort of inherently there before you would move forward? Our, our, you know, when people say our values have yeah. to be aligned, but they really don't mean that. It really just means, will the check clear yes. and will you stay off my back and just um, fund my vacations? Sure. Uh, but for me, I was at a place, I just, you know, finished my, my book, um, you know, we're going to need more wine. And I was, I was just in a space of, I'm tired of wearing this mask. Mm -hmm. I'm tired of being a dancing clown for a check. I'm tired of having to be aligned with companies that don't actually value me or anyone that looks like me or who's interested in telling the truth. Right. Um, once I realized all of those things were actually in place and they were okay with a, a, a black woman from Omaha, Nebraska, who has fallen down and failed miserably, very publicly, many, many times, but who owns it and, and is accountable and who's, who's still committed to being a truth teller, um, you still want me to be a part of your company? 
I got a book called We're Gonna Need More Wine. Are you, are you sure? Um, and and uh, I, wanted a, I wanted a company that, that understood that as a black woman from Omaha, Nebraska, um, I understand now I am exactly where I'm supposed to be and I've been a, a, a pretty decent you know, success story, not in spite of being a black woman from Omaha, Nebraska, but, it, but precisely because I am a black woman from Omaha, Nebraska. Amen. And I wanted them to embrace that. Um, and embrace that I'm a truth teller. I don't speak in weird cliches. I'm not going to be, um, you know, speaking in slogans and, and <laughs> I don't need talking points for a product that I actually believe in, wear, use, and I'm a part of the design process. You know, just give me a platform right. and, and, and help me help you. Yeah. And, and that's what, exactly what I got with, with uh, New York and Company. Absolutely. And what, I mean, obviously as somebody who does the job you do, fashion was not, you were not a stranger to fashion or to carpets or uh, to styling. What was important to you when you actually got to the drawing board, literally? Like, this is what I don't have. This is what, um, you know, women who have these body types don't have because you have an extended size line as well. <laughs> not yeah. a plus size, extended size. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, what was missing, do you think, from the market at that point that you uniquely could bring to that? Like fashion-forward, affordable pieces that are comfortable, that you can um, pack in a suitcase and shake out without having to bring a steamer or, or iron, um, things that survive multiple washings, mm-hmm. things that you don't have to dry clean, um, things that you can um, breathe in, as things that you can put on without a spouse or a partner or a roommate, <laughs> um, and things... I, I wanted a line that's not going to put you in debt. Yeah. Um, and at the end of the day... I have a very large family. I have, I have the largest black family in the state of Nebraska, one of the largest in the Midwest. And half the things that I posted on Instagram, my family could either not afford or they didn't make sizes that fit them. And those companies that I was promoting for free had no interest yeah. in real diversity or inclusion um, in, their, in their marketing plan. Right. Um, the, a lot of companies that, that we promote for free, their business model is exclusion. Yeah. Um, I wanted the absolute opposite. Um, and for, I have a kid that is now really, has really excelled at projectile vomiting. Um, <laughs> I want to be able to wipe and go. I, yeah. I, I don't want to spend a gang of money on things that life yeah. easily, things that we are all going to experience in life is going to ruin a, an, a, you know, an outfit that costs the same as my mortgage payment. Exactly. That's not smart. That's not, um, I don't want to leave money on the table. Right. And being exclusionary is, is not a smart business. It's also a shitty thing to do, but it's also yes. terrible for business. <laughs> you just introduced butternut squash, right? That's what you're wiping off of. The, yeah. Butternut squash, <laughs> success, uh, avocado, not so much. Okay, amazing. Not so much. Um, and you're right. Like uh, We spoke about this a little bit earlier, too, how um, you know, exclusion is bad for your soul, but also horrible for your bottom line. And yeah. so obviously, you're living proof that this is opening up this market has been successful for the company. And also sort of helping introduce your value, not to talk about you, like you're not here or a brand, but your values and sort of what you represent. Yeah. Um, how, did you found, do you find that you approach the design process and sort of shaping the marketing strategy in the same way you approach storytelling because uh, someone just sold a massive pilot to uh, Spectrum. It's Ellie's Finest, female reboot of Bad Boys. You can give it up for that if you want to. Um, and your new production company. I'll, I think it's I'll Have Another. I'll Have Another. I'll Have Another, yes. Uh, a theme. See a theme there. There's, there's uh, a drinking theme. <laughs> um, do you approach storytelling and, and through clothing and through, you know, obviously, content in the same way? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's centering... Um, marginalized voices and people who 
a lot of companies, again, their, their whole market strategy is exclusion. Make it so ex- exclusive yeah. that the masses are clamoring for it. But that means there's a lot of people who want something that can't get it. Yeah, um, yeah that might help you. It, it's a very short-sighted business plan. Yeah. Um, I want to wear, I want to design clothes that I will actually wear, a la this outfit. Um, I want something that will <laughs> pull me in, <laughs> pop my butt. And, you know, I, if I'm going to also talk about drinking a gallon of water a day and I'm running to the bathroom, I don't want to have to re, you know, reinvent the wheel every time I got to pee. <laughs> so I assume other people want these same sort of things in their clothing. Um, so I designed the, the line that I want to wear myself. Um, in the same way with, with our storytelling, with, our, with my production company, there's, there's a lot of people who got put out to pasture who went from it girl to shit girl real fast. And, you know, um, you know we, we decide that there's this magic number where if you're, you know, this age, it's magic, you're genius. But if you're this age and you had a deal at one point and something didn't work, then magically you're out of ideas. And there's, there's you know, we'll staff you maybe if you beg, you know, but we're, we're not going to let you lead. And our thing is... I know whether you are young, whether you have family connections or not. I know whether you're male, female, LGBTQ plus community, yeah. um, no matter your race, race age, religion, um, life. Uh, I want to hear from you. And if, if uh, the rest of Hollywood has, uh, doesn't want to hear your story, we're, we're the company for you. And we've had tremendous success. We just started and we're doing pretty solid. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's because we don't have this practice of pushing you out right. where our, our, our business model is give me your tired, your weak, your huddled masses of writers yearning to breathe free. We are here for you. Um, and creatives, especially marginalized creatives, um, have found a, a home that, that they feel seen, recognized, appreciated. Um, and we don't stop with just accepting your pitch. I want to get you paid in the same way that we pay these, uh, Youthful, traditional, uh, legacy. Yes. Um, (laughs) I want everyone to see that kind of success. I want everyone to see not just we've taken your pitch Mm -hmm. or we've taken your product, but you're going to get paid and be respected along the way. Sure. Um, So even along with this process, even, you know, trying to take writers who had been junior writers, but making sure they're they're put in a position where they can rise up through the ranks. So when we're staffing, I'm not staffing on LA's Finest to make sure we keep you in writer purgatory for forever and so I can lowball you for the rest of your life. I'm putting you in a position so you can produce your own episodes, the, the episodes that you write, and so you can move up the writer ranks. So you can be pitching shows, you can be running your own rooms, and we're giving you that on-the-job experience that a lot of other production companies and, and productions don't, don't believe in. Absolutely. I think a, a really game-changing moment for you uh, was Breaking In, a movie you pro- executive produced and starred in. Uh, you made double your budget your opening weekend. Yeah. You wore New York and Company in the film. Yes, sir. I also remember you told me uh, at the time um, that it was what, the biggest script revision you had was that um, your character couldn't wear shoes for any of the action sequences because black people don't wear shoes in the house. <laughs> well, and we certainly have to put on shoes outside. And yes. they're like, no, no, no one's going to notice. And it was the first thing that people were tweeting at. I love the movie. What happened to your shoes? And I was like, like sometimes, like, I, you know, you, it's a collaborative yeah. effort. And there are some fights that I'm like, this isn't, this isn't what I'm going to hitch my wagon to. Fine. She'll be barefoot. But I'm telling you, people are going to notice this. No one's going to notice. Everyone freaking noticed. Exactly. She's running through like forests and things. I'm falling off hills and landing on trucks and still barefoot, though. Not a scratch, not a paper cut, nothing. Really? 
really. Um, it would be magic. But also, and also your character wearing something that would be representative of what that actual woman might wear that yes. you happen to design. I think that's a beautiful moment of synergy, not to use a buzzword. But yeah, but I mean, a, a woman who has an active life, she's yeah. got teenagers, she's on the go, she's, you know, there to move her, you know, pack up her, her, her deceased father's home, yeah. and she also has to kick ass. Yeah. What could that woman wear? And I'm like, oh, Nyko has something for you. Because <laughs> I've designed it. Yes. Because I'm actually thinking for real women, you know, with real budgets, with real lives, with, with actual children. Um, and I want to, you know, design something for you. And, and luckily it worked on screen. But again, it kind of all goes back to, for me, and, and even the business models that, you know, in, in our, our deal structures, yeah. it, it, I have no problem betting on myself. Yeah. You know, we made breaking in for, as I joke, a sack of Doritos. And um, <laughs> we literally, it was supposed to, we were, we were shooting at the Malibu Wine Safari, and it was supposed to be Wisconsin. Um, uh, I see that. I see you that. see it, I right? I can see it, yeah. So we're literally shooting around <laughs> Stanley the Giraffe and wine tours of drunken, you know, <laughs> kids and, and whatnot. And, and, uh, but you make it happen, and we bet on ourselves, and it was, it was a, a bet that paid off. And, and with you know, New York and company. Yes. I was so excited to be the face of seventh Avenue because it's a line that is representative of being Mary Jane. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, where a lot of people look to her for, you know, sort of fashion inspiration and, you know, as, as businesswomen. Um, but when they said, you know, how do you feel about having your own line? I was like, I I will bet on myself, you know, 10 times out of 10. I know what I can deliver. I'm not the brand partner that you got to chase for deliverables. Right. I'm not the person that is going to, you know, you're going to have to sort of nudge to do their job and to, to hold up their end of the bargain. Yeah. Um, I, if, as long as I've got some skin in the game, help me help you. <laughs> We're all going to win. Um, and that, that's kind of how we look at it. If, 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 if I win, you win, you win, I win. And it should be you know, we should all enjoy the fruits of our collective labor. Equity. 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 It's just Equity. Um, talk to me about the, some of the feedback you get. I know you're very active on social media. Yes. I actually just saw the um, Gatorade spot with you and your husband. Amazing. Yeah, it's our um, first shared, yeah. you know, exactly. first Exactly. You killed that Russian twist. I couldn't, I would die. I would fall over and die. Um, but how, what, what is your discourse like with your community of, I, I don't want to use the word fans, but like, yeah, your fans and then also your peers, uh, what kind of feedback do they give you and how do you incorporate that? Well, in it's immediate. From the second, you know, the, the sales go live yeah. um, on, this, on the website or in the stores, we immediately start getting feedback. So, you know, what my WNBA friends are like, yo, you said extended sizes, <laughs> what, you know, like we need, you know, tall, t- you know, for, for taller women. I was like, I got you. Yeah. And so I go back to, you know, and to, to, to Nyko and I'm like, look, you know, we, we can't ask to, ha- you know, to, to send, you know, clothes to, to influencers, but we're not reaching every influencer even. Yeah. Help me help you. Uh, there's a lot of taller gals out there. So <laughs> let's make this work. And they're like, absolutely. Um, you know, for, you know, when we're talking extended sizes, you know, how, how big can we go? Yeah. You know, America is representative of, of every shape and size. And we, I want to reach every woman where they're at. I'm not trying to have people have to shapeshift just to fit into my clothes. Um, being who you are should be motivation enough to, to want to wear my clothes. But the, the, the feedback is immediate. And, and when I post you know, myself in an outfit, it sells out. But that's part of, that's the brand synergy that you should want. Yeah. And nobody has to chase me to do that because these, I'm des- I actually am designing clothes that I want to wear myself, that I can easily style, that I can, you know, if I'm on the road, which I basically live out of my suitcase a lot of the yeah. year, as I think a lot of us here in this room do, um, having clothes that you can 
shake and go, that's huge. And the fact that I can put that on and in the hotel room, take a picture and post it and say, this is how it fits. I can, you know, I can pee, I can breathe. It doesn't feel like it's attacking me throughout the day. Um, that, that moves mountains, and it actually, you see it in, immediately in dollars and cents. But all of that you have to think about when you think of brand partnerships. Um, when you think about social media and, and engagement, are your brand partners actually listening to the feedback? Are they interacting with their, their fans or their followers? Um, how, how, how much do you want your brand ambassador to be you know, interacting on social media? It should be a lot. It's an, a very easy tool to, to, um, to use to, to highlight your company, the causes that your company's, um, you know, your philanthropic uh, you know, endeavors that your company might be you know, aligned with. It's a great asset. Um, but if you have to chase somebody and force them and remind them of their contractual obligations, that's not a great, a great brand partnership. <laughs> so it, it's been an amazing tool for me. We take all of our feedback and apply it. We are very humble in that way. We don't think we, I know my, you know, my customer. I, <laughs> I'm getting to know the customer and the customers, you know, they change. And if we're trying to grow that, that, that consumer base, mm-hmm. we have to shut up and listen sometimes. And a lot of that information is going to come through the comment section. Yeah. Speaking of broader, broadening audiences, you are on this, are now a part of the America's Got Talent family. Yeah. And how has that sort of like opened up your worldview to like what talent is and, and <laughs> what it should look like? You know, I, I, I think in Hollywood and New York, we kind of, you know, function in a bubble. You know, I, I, we lived in Chicago for a time. Yeah. We live in Miami. Um, and I think we have, we assume that our circle is indicative of, of, of the global community. Yeah. And we, you know, I don't want to talk about coastal elites, exactly. but... When Whatever talk, do you mean? No. <laughs> but when we talk about developing projects for America or for a global audience, but we actually don't have our finger on the pulse of that global audience, we do ourselves, our customers, and our bottom line a, a huge disservice. So one of the things that I've that's been a huge unexpected, you know. Um, bonus of being on AGT is actually seeing how this global audience, like these are tourists who come in from all around the world who want nothing more. Half of their vacations are planned around AGT tapings um, to get a real sense of what people are liking. And it's not what I assumed. (laughs) So, you know, a magician comes on or a puppeteer or a contortionist or a a lot of ventriloquists. Who knew? Um, A lot, huh? A lot. Wow. But like, so where I'm like, I'm about to reach for the X. I'm like, nobody's into this. And then it's like a standing ovation and people are in tears. I'm like, really? (laughs) Okay. Okay. You know, so I take some of that feedback and I go back to our production company. It's like, we got to widen our idea of what um, our consumers want to see and broaden our horizons in terms of what creative content can look like. Um, And it needs to appeal to a very wide uh, variety of people and, um, you don't talk about the global community if you're actually not interested in serving the global community. Absolutely. Yeah, word to the wise. Get yourself like a focus group, market research trip to AGT. Look at some jugglers. Helpful. Look at some Helpful. jugglers. I think I might have time for one or two questions if anyone has them from Miss Union. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. You, sir. Yes, sir. So first, thank you so much for being here. Your personal story and your authenticity is just an inspiration. So just thank you. Thank you. Um, the question, because you talk so much about really inclusion and democratization, making clothes for everybody, creating opportunities for everybody, making sure people are fairly compensated. Mm-hmm. You're a parent. Fast forward 10 years from now. 
what are the skills that our young people need to have so that they can get their fair shot in the entertainment space, in the business space? You know, what do you see that really matters? Great question. Um, and I'm just going to be super blunt. Uh, you know, they say opportunity is when, you know, luck and, you know, or luck is when opportunity and preparedness come together. Um, in 10 years, knowing what we all know now, knowing how the real world works, don't, you, you better be super educated um, with whatever field you're, you're, you're going into. Have a very clear plan. Be very clear about what your line in the sand is. And when you finally get a seat at that table and you have the ability to hire, fire, uh, influence, you know, company legislation or, you know, whether that be politics, you know, world, you know, global legislation, um, make sure you are clear about what your job is, what your expectations are versus what everyone else's expectations are. A lot of times we do a lot of lip service about diversity and inclusion and and thinking about the global community. um, And we put one person that is supposed to represent um, every group out there. Mm-hmm. And what that, what ends up happening to that one person who had that 10 year plan and he's like, I'm at the table. This is what it's all about. And you don't get to do the job of your dreams. It's your responsibility to then police, um, you know, race, culture, uh, uh identity. Um, you become the, um, the peace, the PC police, which is just basically don't be an asshole police. Um, <laughs> Actually, think about your your neighbor police, um, but you they stop turning to you to do the job that you want to do and that you've trained your whole life to do. So you have to be really clear that when you finally get that seat at the table, what you what your actual goals are, and then you have to challenge, be okay or not. Again, figure out what that line in the sand is about challenging your company to 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 create more of you. That it's not enough to have one person at the table when you're trying to create when you're trying to go out to the global community, and then don't make that one person. The, the end-all, be-all of all things race, gender, uh, religion, ethnicity, that's not enough. You're failing miserably as a company. And if you're that one person, find a company that's, a, uh, that's in line with what you're actually trying to do. And find a company that is actually going to let you do the job of your dreams. You know what I mean? Because a lot of us only think about getting to the table and not what happens once we have acquired a little bit of power and what we're okay with demanding. And what we're demanding isn't any sort of prefer- preferential treatment or, or it's the same shit that everybody else gets to do the job that they are trained to do and that they love to do. You can actually do it. And I, you know, I'm 46 now and it took me a lot, you know, like I said with Nyko and I'm like, are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> and now, listen, if, if a job affects my peace, my grace and, and my joy, that is not a dream job. It's a check. All money ain't good money. So you have to figure out what that is for yourself. And so my 10-year plan moving forward is to continue having these sometimes very painful, uh, uncomfortable discussions and challenging people to do more than the, the, the lowest, you know, base amount. That's not actual progress or, or, or um, you know, uh, if, if, you're, if you have this diversity and inclusion mandate, one or two, or if you can, oh, you know, the one. <laughs> First of all, nobody wants to be that one. Yeah. Um, and it's unfair, because that one wants to do the job of their dreams. Um, and if your goal is to be the one, you need new dreams. 
So I think there's a lot of people who are in positions of power here, a lot of people who are, are in positions of, of influencing this sort of global landscape of, of how we think about pro, uh, you know, products and ideas and innovation. Um, and I challenge you all to put your money where your mouth is and have your company reflect the community that you're actually trying to serve. Yeah. In a nutshell. Um, I'll just end by saying Union 2020. And thank you so much, Gabrielle Union. Thank you, guys. This has been another episode of Strictly Business. Tune in next week for another helping of scintillating conversation with media movers and shakers. And please make sure you subscribe to the podcast to hear future episodes. Also, leave a review in Apple Podcasts. Let us know how we're doing.